0: So today, I start us off with a tweet, and it says, All men do is have bitches and lie. Um, what exactly would you want us to do? Have one woman and tell her the whole goddamn truth? I feel as though whenever I hear women say such a thing, I more and more start to understand that women have zero idea what it's like being a guy, and how... Both having just one woman and saying the truth and nothing but the truth is actually quite difficult. Like not just one or the other, both. Both is absolutely difficult. Because if you're a guy and you're listening, then you can resonate with this very well. Whether you have a girlfriend or you don't. If you try to tell a woman the truth and the blunt absolute truth, a lot of times it's going to become a problem. Especially if it's of the uncomfortable kind if she looks like she's a bit fat, you better tell her that she looks good. If you tell her she looks a bit fat, then it's suddenly a problem. But when she wants to look good and, you know, she's telling you to, you know, rate the look, you know, if if you tell her that she looks good and she does look good, she starts saying that your opinion is biased. Like, <laughs> like this shit happens all the time. It's very, very hard to actually be completely truthful with a woman. And, as a result, we end up having to lie at least once or twice in the entire relationship or even in the situation. Hell, even just a random women were willing to give a little bit of a white lie here and there just to make sure that things don't blow up into something that they actually aren't. Because whenever shit hits the fan, like you're not the one that's going to be throwing the shit. You'll just be taking all of it. And it's not like the person throwing that shit will actually remember how she made you feel. Yet, at some point, she will come back and she will start saying that it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Then, you know, there's the idea of having bitches or, you know, multiple women. It's not a big issue for a lot of guys to just choose to stick with one. But normally, whenever you are at a position of advantage, whenever you're in a position of power, you know, you've made a couple of bags here and there. You know, the bag looked in your direction and ran towards you. You know, you weren't chasing the bag. The bag chased you and you're doing pretty well obviously you will want to indulge in something that you are lacking for a very good amount of time now for a lot of guys it's women and as a result we end up chasing a lot of babes like what's wrong with that Because whenever you hear some woman busy coming up to say, oh, you know, why can't men just decide to, you know, stick to one woman and stop chasing all of these babes and, you know, all of these random hoes, blah, blah, blah. Just get one woman and settle down with them. I'm usually thinking that this woman clearly has zero idea of what it's like to be a guy in these streets. It's, it's a case of you going for something that was scarce when you were trying to get it. But now that you have the chance, you want to get as much as possible. Think about the kind of person that would have trouble getting food while they were growing up. You know, they weren't able to get a very good meal all the time. But suddenly they get to a point where they come into some bank and they can manage to get fine dining. You know, they can get KFC. They can get themselves, you know, a nice pair of wings here and there. They can order whatever food they want and it'll come to them. And then you want to tell them to stick to McFries and not try out filet mignon and not try out wagyu beef and not try out sushi and not go for Italian food, not try a Brazilian, Ethiopian, hell, maybe even Ugandan. And then you actually think that this guy will actually want to do that and just stick to that one kind of food. So the way to do it is you let them have their fill and you tell them to make sure they know what it is that they're looking for. So that they don't make certain mistakes here and there. And once they're done, once they've had their fill of buffets and they've had their fill of different cuisines, they can finally stick to the food that they know and they love best. And they can finally, you know, appreciate what it is that makes that food so amazing. So that they can be much better at what it is that they do out in these streets. But anyways... Who am I to talk about food? I barely know much about cuisines. But what I do know about can be explained in this podcast, and we probably should start it so in typical fashion. Hmm. You'll be enjoying that silence, right? Anyways, welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one breakdown podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who used to believe that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. He's a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now as usual, the drill to this is entirely simple, it's so easy. And it's one of the ones where I give a chance to the fans to directly decide what it is that I get to discuss. And it's a very simple drill, you all send me tweets and I get to discuss them. And the drill for this is pretty simple, almost sounds like a song and I never mind doing it every single time I'm beginning the episode. And it goes like this, you see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet you send it to the DMs of at bagaka the d which happens to be my personal twitter account and I will take them from that and I will handle them accordingly if it happens to be one of those screenshots that ended up on IG if it ended up on Facebook and you want me to discuss it then on Facebook it is at on West side and on Instagram it is at Breaktime on West as well and I will take them from that and I will handle them accordingly now I do want to get into some very fired tweets for this episode but before I get into that There was this very interesting story that happened this past week on Twitter, which I don't know, like made it feel as though some women, you know, no matter the age can just be a bit petty and a bit entitled. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people will be degraded because of where they are at their social status and not necessarily because they've done something particularly wrong. So in this case that I have over here where a certain young dude who happened to have been crushing on a certain influencer in Kenya known as Terian Chibet, just so happened to have gone out and asked for an opportunity to work with her on the DMs. Now, these were the same DMs where he was trying to slide into a couple of months prior when he was busy talking about his crush for her and busy saying how he wants to be with her, blah, blah, blah. Now, this guy had slid into this woman's DMs a couple of days ago, busy saying, you know what, I like, the opportunity to, you know, handle your social media. I'm an IT diploma graduate, and I would like to help you with digital management and content creation. And he said that he wouldn't mind starting as an intern. You know, this lady has a company and everything. And she replies to him. She's like, hey, just send me your CV to this in this email address, and then we can see where we'll take it from there. And while she's busy scrolling past this guy's DMs, she realizes that this guy has been crushing on her. And all of a sudden, decides to take screenshots, post them up on Twitter. And mind you, this is a 40-something-year-old woman. And start talking about how, oh, I'm all about shooting your shot, but not when you're actively job hunting. And then she goes on to discredit this guy simply because he had been shooting shots at her. And talking about how she had been his crush for a very long time. And she uses this to discredit whatever expertise he was willing to give. And I'm just sitting back wondering, why is that a problem? Like, what's wrong with wanting one thing and then the other? Why can't I want to fuck you today and decide, you know what, I'd rather work with you tomorrow? Like, there's the whole crush thing but I think most of us adults are pretty good at keeping things professional and even those that aren't can be kept in line because guess what? You'd probably be his boss if he was working for you. Like, I feel as though this is this is just somebody who was trying to cloud chase for a little bit. Like, I know she's not the cloud chasing type, but I don't know. It felt like a bit of a cloud chase to me. Because why would you discredit somebody simply because they were shooting that shot at you before? Like, what's wrong with wanting some ass and then choosing to get the bag later? Like... Who says that he was job hunting when he was trying to chase some ass before? Like you couldn't know that he was jobless or unemployed or didn't have any bag on him when he was busy shooting his shot. So you can't come to that conclusion. Now I'm not gonna lie, I can agree to a certain degree, you know, shooting your shot at babes when you have nothing in your pocket as a guy is a little bit tough. Plus in reality, it's usually not that beneficial. Like, you can see yourself with a schnack and you can go and hit that schnack, but you're still going back home hungry, you get? But the fact that you can choose to shame someone because he saw you as a schnack before is a little bit odd. And the worst part about it is, she decided to take the screenshots and post them up online. Like, I could honestly get why you'd say that this is something to discredit a guy for. I can get that you'd feel like, You know, the working relationship might feel a bit inappropriate or a bit uncomfortable, but why post up the screenshots in a bid to shame the guy? Like I know you covered his name and everything, but why post up the screenshots though? Like that in and of itself is what makes this entire situation seem quite childish. Everything else up until then, I could come in and justify, but the fact that you decided to add the screenshots just makes it seem a hell of a lot worse. But anyways, that being said. Um, I hope that guy does get a job and hopefully not with her, so that you know he can probably get his bag and get himself another babe, and preferably one who isn't really into taking screenshots and sharing them online. Anyways, that being said, we should probably move it on with a tweet, so on to the first tweet. My boy gave his baby mama 45k a month for his daughter. His baby mama's friend suggested that she should put him on child support because she'd probably get more. The courts order him after that whole child support situation to give her exactly eighteen thousand three hundred bob a month and that's all he gives her nothing more nothing less is he wrong honestly i don't even know why that question comes in like why is it a question of whether he's wrong like why shouldn't the question be was she wrong like he has zero decision in this. This was something that the courts did. So if anything, if someone was to say that he was wrong, the only thing that I'd say is he was wrong for giving her a full 45k instead of going to the courts and seeing if he can give her a lot less earlier. But then again, that's not really something that you can be sure of. And anyways, if he was to take it to the courts, who says that he would have been told to pay 56k or 100k or some shit? But At the end of the day, I think this is one of the nicer ways of saying that justice should be done. Although, to be quite honest, I do still feel like both sides are losing in this entire thing because I was actually watching a quick clip before I started recording, a couple of minutes before I started recording, and it was Jordan Peterson who was busy talking about how divorces and marriages, how separation of the two parents is actually bad for 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 everyone involved and it's actually hurtful to both ends of the scale because for the woman her social market value actually goes down and you know it becomes harder for her to find someone else and for the guy he ends up turning into a servant for in some cases even the entirety of his life and that's honestly not beneficial to any one of the two parties so when i look at it yes the guy did kind of get a win in this one so he'll be giving her less a month but at the end of the day both of them are still losing because now she's gonna go around talking about how she's a single mother and this guy will always know at the back of his head that he has to be sending a certain amount of money to a woman that he probably might not like for a daughter that he loves with all of his heart and to be very honest I still feel like both of them lost out. But to answer the question, is he wrong? No, I don't think anyone that really is wrong. Actually, the only people that are wrong were the baby mama's friends. Cause not only might this situation of him being taken to court created an even bigger rift if there was one previously, but it pretty much makes it seem as though that woman is using her child as an extra meal ticket. like. She's using the child to milk more money out of this guy. And honestly, there's something very disgusting and just bad about the entire thing. Like it's almost using your child almost like a gold bar or like a kidnapper using a human being for ransom to like make a profit off of someone else's misery. Like it just seems very wrong. But anyways, that's just me. That's just me. That being said, let's just move it on to our next tweet and it says… When I was 19, my boss said I should be a phone sex operator and I laughed. I said I don't get it. He said it's a joke. I said explain it to me. And that's how I learned that once sexual harassers have to explain why their inappropriate jokes are funny, they stop laughing. My dad just told me never laugh, they will mistake your nervous laughter as compliance. Instead." pretend you don't get it and watch them explain to you why you should be laughing I've used this advice my whole life ever since okay um I don't know maybe this is just me that thinks this maybe I'm the only one that feels like this wasn't like too bad of a thing maybe I'm the one that actually thinks that the boss was actually just joking because here's the funny thing like Sometimes you might feel like just because one person supports you and the dislike of one thing means that it's utterly true. I don't necessarily think so. I don't think you need the validation of someone else or other sources to kind of make one statement true or false. Now, was this guy joking or not? We'd probably never know because I haven't heard his side of the story. All I'm reading is a tweet. But in reality, I feel as though a ton of people have become extremely salty about shit nowadays and I don't know, it's making the world a lot less fun to be in. Like, it's not entertaining for me to go and explain the joke to you. Like, I kid you not, this was something that a female radio presenter was telling to me last year when I was making a joke and she didn't get it. She straight up told me, you know what, not everyone has to get the joke. Not everyone has to understand what it means. If you have to explain a joke, then it loses its aspect of funniness. You know, if you have to explain why something is funny, then it no longer becomes funny. Like it's part of the reason why I can understand why some people can make certain phrases in like such a jokey way in one language. But the moment you decide to translate and interpret it, it's not that funny. It's not even comical as such. And honestly, I feel like people are just too sensitive right now. You could have taken it as a joke, but guess what? You decided to take a little bit of offense. And because of that, now you're on Twitter busy talking about such shit. And honestly, your father probably wouldn't have gotten the joke because he would want his daughter to be exalted at all times, to be, you know, the stuff of pride, not the stuff of jokes. So obviously, he'll back you up. And like I said before, like I've said for quite a bit of a while, If women took jokes the same exact way a lot of them take dick, then the world would be a lot less salty of a place. But anyways, people usually catch offence when I say that, but it is what it is. So let us move it on to our next tweet. Now this tweet involves a video that a Ugandan woman posted up online, busy talking about how there's a lot of Kenyan guys in her DMs and how a lot of them are talking about how now they want to start going for Ugandan women. And you know she kind of welcomed people but you know what screw whatever it is that i'm saying let me play it for you so you can hear it from her mouth herself
1: when several kenyan men who are coming in my dm they are looking for ugandan women i am telling you so i am here to warn all of my ugandan brothers that if you have a good woman and you're not treating her right you better be careful our neighbors are coming Hey, I've heard stories from Ugandan men. Oh, Kwani, what's the problem? Hmm? There are several Ugandan uh, women. We are so many. There are very few men. So if you don't want, I can find another one and replace you. Oh, oh, oh. now guess what? Your neighbors are coming and they are coming for your woman. And for me, here, I am the messenger. I am telling you, if you have a Ugandan woman and you're not treating her right, wana kuja, 10 of these guys have Kenya shilling. <laughs> I always compare with the Ugandan shilling. Hey, <laughs> don't say I didn't warn you. I am warning you. Wana Wanaume kutoka Kenya nakibaw. Because <laughs> if Ugandan men, you start, oh, we are also going to go for Kenyan women. You will not manage because you can't even give transport money.
0: Alright, so when this video was posted up, a bunch of babes were busy talking about how, oh, you know, these women aren't ready for the kind of character development that us Kenyan guys will give them. And this, this was a particularly interesting thing to hear from them because I think for a certain number of us, maybe it's just me who's noticed, maybe it's a certain few of us, but people are always so ready to talk about Nairobi men, Kenyan men, but we rarely ever talk about a lot of our Kenyan women. And here's the thing. We have a very specific reason why it is we want to go for a lot of our ugandan women and it comes down to three very simple things respect loyalty and submissiveness like it just comes down to those three main things and i'm not saying that every ugandan woman has them and hell we'd actually go for a lot of the Tanzanian babes for it. It's just that our issues with Tanzanians is one, a ton of them hate us, and two, the minute a Tanzanian woman decides to talk back at you, you're dead. Like, they can kill you with their words quite literally. And also, that Swahili is so conk that, honestly, most of us can barely hear shit, and this includes even the Kenyans from the coastal side that do tend to speak a lot of Swahili. Now, when you look at the Ugandan woman, it's not like their language is easier for us to understand. You know, they speak a lot of Luganda and will float on that shit as well. But the thing with Ugandan women is a lot of them are very cultured. Ugandans have a lot of culture that's still in them. And even though there's been a lot of Western influences coming, they still maintain quite a lot of their culture. And I'm not saying this as an observer. I'm saying this because I'm also part Ugandan and I also do tend to see a lot of culture kind of reign in with a lot of my relatives. So I can clearly see that because of that culture, the women are submissive and they do it in a very nice way. And they've been submissive for a very long time. Am I saying that every woman from Uganda is going to be submissive? No, but we expect a lot of the women there to actually be submissive or at least be more submissive than our Kenyan counterparts over here. Because a lot of the Kenyan babes that are out there in these streets are very disrespectful and I'm not saying all I'm saying a good number of them that I've experienced a lot of them can be very disrespectful a lot of them have no regard for the man's leadership a lot of them are ready to make sure they make enough bank so that they can start treating their man like shit and honestly a lot of them actually hate the idea of submission they honestly hate it and the fact that you feel that And you know very well that her loyalty isn't to you or the fam. It's herself and whatever bag she can get. It makes it harder for a lot of Kenyan guys to look at a Ugandan woman and look at a Kenyan woman and be like, you know what? I think I'll stick to my Kenyan babes. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Kenyan woman thing. You know, maybe Ugandan babes are just nicer. Or maybe it's just the ass because a lot of them do have ass. Like, kabina is a pretty, pretty normal thing over there. But either way, a lot of guys do want to go there and they do have pretty good reasons why. Although then again, I could be wrong, so I want to know your thoughts on this, as well as each and every other tweet that I've mentioned here. The DMs are open on Twitter, it is at Bagak the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook it is at Breaktime on West Side, and on Instagram you can slide into the DMs which is at Breaktime on Westside, the DMs are always open there as well. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break